Welcome back. The Bill Michaels Show, hour number three. Good to have you. Before we get into the crazy mice story, uh, I got a terrific email from Heather, who is the GM over there at Buzzard Billy's, and said, hey, Bill, hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. Wanted to let you know about a few things going on. Uh, one of the summer seasonal drinks, the Blueberry Slush, so popular, they added it back to the permanent house specialties. So that's back. They have a holiday gift card promotion running now through New Year's Eve. Get $5 free for every $25 spent. So you get 25 bucks, you get 30 you spend 50 bucks, you get 60 and on and on. Okay? No cap limit, by the way. Think of that. And then she says that they have a new sauce that they're serving with the blackened salmon, a sweet heat garlic glaze. It's made in-house, all gluten-free ingredients. Base ingredients are honey, garlic, soy sauce, Louisiana gold hot sauce, amazingly delicious, and sustainably sourced. Superior fresh salmon from Hickston, Wisconsin. So they got a lot going on at Buzzer Billy's out there in La Crosse. Love Buzzer Billy's. Great stuff. So if you're going to stop in, tell Heather hi, have the blue slushy, have the salmon, enjoy it. Face first, like you're going to the electric chair later that night, and you're good to go. It's that simple. Good, good stuff from our friends at Buzzer Billy's. And don't forget about the Starlight Lounge upstairs, upstairs. And uh, you can check out all the classic cocktails they have there as well. Right there on Pearl Street in La Crosse. So uh, we were talking about the, the mice from yesterday, and I just want to kind of, you know, kind of put a cap on this, all right? There's got to be some closure here. And again, thanks to our friends at Badger's Pest, Badger Pest Control. They're in Watertown, but they came over to the house. Uh, and thanks to our buddy Jeff Stoley, because uh, Jeff is the one that turned me on to them. He was listening to the program yesterday from Stoley's Hog Alley. And Jeff said, oh, by the way, it's my father-in-law and that company. And he said, uh, you know, give them a shout, and they can come over and take a look around. So, Grant, they found not one, not two, not three, not four. Five dead mice living down, or not living, but dead, in the liquor storage room behind the bar. Uh, they found five of them where the nest, and as they called it, that must have been like the mouse highway into the house. And uh, as they started pulling them out from inside the wall to the outside by the tail, as they're all dead, uh, yours truly even though they weren't going anywhere and they were putting them on these sticky plates to take them out and dispose of them, uh, I, 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 I'm going to scream like a girl. It, uh, five mice. And so he looks at me and he says, yeah, we found five. I'm like, oh, thank God they're dead. And he went, well, there's always more. So now I got that to look forward to. There's traps everywhere now. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, they put some outside around some of the little areas that might have, like, gapes and openings and things like that. Uh, but two things. One is, that would explain the funky smell that was coming out of the liquor storage cabinet, or the, the big liquor room. So that's first. And secondly, the fact that I now know five are dead, and uh, where there's five, there's usually double that, so that probably means there's ten more running around. Uh, I've got, like, goosebump heebie-jeebies all over me. Yeah. It's kind of freaky. He sounded like LeBron there for a sec. Not one, not two, not two, right? Not three. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh god. 
I'm praying well, for your house. It, keeping it in the sports vernacular, I guess. Is what well, of doing. course. Yeah, and, and but, you know what, yeah. Bill? If, if if you just can't stand living in that big, nice house anymore and you want to sell oh. it for a discount, you just call me oh. and uh, mm. I'll take it off your hands. I, I yeah. will. I do that for yeah. you. Ooh, uh, yeah. Because I asked him, I'm like, do, do we got to worry about the attic? Or, you know, he's no, it's, it's, it, they put them, they put whatever this stuff is in all the areas that they call what the mice would consider to be the highway. And one of the things that, you know, our caller said earlier from Connecticut, uh, he said the same thing is once the food sources are gone, they become more active and they get out and they start grabbing whatever it is they can, which is also what some of the traps are. But the other area that has high, uh, I, I guess, would be activity is down in my gym where I work out every day and I'm laying on the floor and, you know, doing the the kettlebell crunches and all that different stuff and i'm laying on the floor and, and you know i'm kind of thinking man I, I ever lay down and there's a mouse that runs up my short or something oh my god i will but you'll find me dead you'll find me dead down there they'll think oh that poor man he died because a, a 15 pound kettlebell fell on him no i died because of just the cardiac arrest i had from a mouse running up my shorts so now I got to saran wrap my body to go downstairs and work out. Well, so hopefully the experts help you feel a little bit better and yes. sleep easier at night. I Although do. maybe they I make do. you feel worse now knowing what you know. Yeah, it's kind of like you don't want to know, but you got to know. But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, so, but thanks to Badger Pest Control because they came out and uh, it it was not expensive either. I thought it was going to be hundreds and hundreds of dollars, and it's not. And then they said, uh, "Oh, by the way, we'll come back. You know, you pay the service again, one more fee, and we'll come back in a month and we'll check and." See if we need to reevaluate or move things around. But he said this should pretty much do it. This should eradicate your problem. And also, once the dead mice that are no longer decomposing in the wall have been removed, the the smell of death should leave. And I feel better about that, too. So, but, yeah, I, 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 I now it's like I take my headset off during a commercial break and I can now hear them. You know, I, I just know they're there. So <laughs> Mike says now the mice are all jacked up because they're down in the gym working out. So there you go. They found some. They're dead. They put the traps down. All should be safe and secure. Bill has still got five buckets of those fall-in things and tossing them out into the front yard type of bucket things coming. I'm going to have traps every damn where. It may catch me before it's all said and done. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, by the way, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk some Bucks basketball. Jim Ozarski of the, of the uh, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel is going to join, join us as he does every Tuesday. We'll talk with him some Bucks basketball. This was a question that was posed to me, and I'm going to ask you real quick, and then I'm going to give you some odds here. So uh, I had uh, somebody over on the uh, live stream said, if the Packers win, say, five of the next six, and if the Green Bay Packers find themselves in the postseason, do you think Matt LaFleur would be a candidate, a legitimate candidate, for coach of the year? Grant, do you think he would be a candidate for Coach of the Year if the Packers should find their way into the tournament? That's a really interesting question. Man. Because, you know, you were saying yesterday, Bill, where's this team been all year? It's like, well, at the beginning of the year, they were a bunch of kids. They were figuring out how to play together. And Matt LaFleur would get, I assume, a good amount of credit for taking that unit, kind of forming them, shaping them, helping them improve, and turning that unit into a functioning, winning football team by the end of the year. You know what I mean? Matt LaFleur would yep. get a lot of credit for that. And, you know, when they're losing to the, the Raiders and the Broncos, some of those really tough losses, 
it, it takes a certain touch from a coach to say, don't let go of the rope. Stick with me. Stick together. There's light at the end of this tunnel. You know, especially they traded Rasul Douglas, too. Like, there, there were yeah. opportunities for this team to let go of the rope. And if they can actually make a playoff spot and, and fight through what was a really difficult middle part of the season. I mean, I really like Matt LaFleur. I don't know if that makes him coach of the year, but I, I think he would deserve a tremendous amount of credit. So right now, via BetMGM and our guys at BetOnline.ag, right now when you look at the NFL uh, Coach of the Year odds, the, uh, the top guy is Dan Campbell, followed by D'Amico Ryans, Mike McDaniel, Kevin O'Connell, Nick Sirianni, uh, Shane Steichen, uh, Mike Tomlin, and then Sean Payton. Sean Payton has creeped in there because at the beginning of the season they were 1-5. and five, And all of a sudden they're beating teams with over 500 records. They're looking more and more like a playoff team. Uh, our buddy Eric Goodman from Mile High Sports is beside himself that they're actually winning football games now. So that's kind of where things are. Um, you know, it's Nick Sirianni – to do what they've done in back-to-back seasons, I think, certainly deserves a ton of credit. I think Dan Campbell, depending on how the season ends down the stretch for the Lions, I think Dan – it's probably right now, I would agree with that, it's probably his award to lose because the Lions have been so irrelevant for so long. And for what he's done over the last couple of years – and he might have deserved it more last year for keeping the train on the tracks and for the way they ended we, and really beating the Packers and knocking the Packers out of the postseason when they had already been eliminated from postseason play. I, I, he might have been – that might have been one of the better coaching jobs towards the end of the season that I'd seen in a while for a team that had nothing to play for other than pride. So Dan Campbell may – if they finish strong, Dan Campbell is probably going to win the award. But I can't deny Nick Sirianni. Uh, depending on what happens with the 49ers, Shanahan may be right there. Mike McDaniel certainly deserves consideration for what they've done. And remember, Brian Dable won it last year. That's how far the Giants have fallen. Brian Dable won it last year for his turnaround uh, of the New York Giants and putting them in the postseason. And Now, granted, all the voting is done before the postseason, but when you think about the accomplishments last year to not only get into the postseason but to win – in Minnesota and knock the Vikings off last year, it was a hell of an accomplishment to where they are now. They're a train wreck. But could you then eventually throw Matt LaFleur's name into the mix? I mean, Matt LaFleur didn't win it when the Packers went from Mike McCarthy to Matt LaFleur, and all of a sudden they're 13-3 and and finding themselves in an NFC Championship game out in San Francisco. He didn't win it then. I don't know what else he has to do to win it, but – Man, and it's a regular season award. It's not a postseason award. All the voting is done right after the regular season. Um, Mike Tomlin, I mean, he had to fire his offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, but he's got this team plus 500, and they're not that good. How they're getting it done is like, you know, timing is everything and smoke and mirrors. I have no idea. And then, like I said, Sean Payton, for the way he's kind of mouthed off, took the 70-burger 70, 70 beatdown by the Miami Dolphins, and then just very slowly said, keep keep hanging in there with me, and things have started to turn around there. It's just a really interesting discussion of all the people that could be worthy. Uh, you go back and you start to think about this. Brian Dable won it last year. Mike Vrabel, who could be on his way out, won it in 2021. Kevin Stefanski with the Browns in 2020. Harbaugh with the Ravens. Matt Nagy won it with the Bears back in 2018. 
Matt Nagy, Sean McVay with the Rams, deservedly so. Jason Garrett with the Cowboys, he's out of a job. Ron Rivera is about to be out of a job with the Panthers in 2015. And you go on from there. You just think about, man, it's such a fleeting period of time to win the award. And basically, within a year or two later, you're out the door, man. Talk to you later. It's what have you done for me lately? We can't fire the players, so you're gone. You're absolutely gone. But I I don't know if I could put Matt LaFleur into that mix. Maybe next year. He would have a lot more consideration next year if this team finishes strong, picks up where they left off, and has a hell of a season battling Detroit for the top spot in the division and plays extremely well and there's development and such. Maybe then, but I can't imagine, even if they won out, that Matt LaFleur would be the winner. Unless, of course, the Lions falter, the Eagles take a couple more losses, you know, that type of thing. But I can't imagine that Matt LaFleur, he might get a little mention, but I can't imagine that he would win it this year, even if they won out. But next year, if you pick up where you left off, much like Dan Campbell this year, you're going to get a lot of recognition. But Dan Campbell right now, the odds-on favorite in Vegas to win Coach of the Year. So there you go. But a really good question. Good thought. 877-867-1670. Stay right where you're at. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Good to have you back. Hey, coming up Saturday night, uh, going to the Bucks game, actually. Looking forward to that. Uh, it's one good thing. I mean, Kristen, uh, for her job, she uh, works for a prominent bank, and they have uh, some tickets, and every now and then I get a chance to tag along. It's kind of cool. I don't have to do anything. I'm just there. But I get a chance to go. So we're heading down to Calderon Club. San Giorgio on uh, Saturday night, 838 Old World 3rd Street. Going to do a little dinner ahead of time. She got some clients, and the clients said, hey, I hear, you know, actually the program, and uh, they want to go to Calderon Club. So we're going down to Calderon Club, San Giorgio. Not quite sure which one. They, they're making the reservations. I really don't care. There's great food at both. But we're going to go down there and walk over to the game, check out uh, the Bucks coming up on Saturday night. I'm excited. I'm thrilled. Anytime I get to go to Calderon Club, I'm thrilled. Then you throw a Bucks game on top of it. <laughs> Man, wear your stretchy pants that night. 838 Old World 3rd Street, right down uh, down the street, a couple blocks away from the Pfizer Forum, and across the street from the Hyatt, 
That's where you can find them. Great place, great people. So really, really, really excited for coming up on Saturday night. I might see you down there if you're heading down. Great for a date night out or maybe if you're going to do a little holiday shopping, going going downtown to check out the lights type of thing. Good to go. Good to go. Uh, 877-867-1670. Michael says, anybody else think it's strange how love and Hertz almost have identical statistics? Hertz is an MVP leader. Uh, Michael, let me ask you this. If you want to call the program, call the program. Do you think that they're the same player? Just, just answer the question. Do you think they're even close to being the same player? Does the eyeball test tell you they're the same player? I, I, I find it utterly ridiculous when people talk about it in that sense. Ridiculous. Packers are five and six. Eagles are ten and one. Jalen Hurts picked up where he left off last year. It wasn't even pretty. And he kind of picked up where he left off last year. To the eyeball test, it's not even comparable right now. Not even comparable. It's about the record. It's about the leadership. It's about the ability to elevate everyone around you. It's about all of that. So the comparison of the numbers stops because the eyeball test at this point in time is what you're looking at. There has been enough discussion about the positive things that Jalen Hurts has done as opposed to the first five, six, seven, eight games of the season of the negative that was going on with Jordan Love to the point where even a guy like Dan Orlovsky says, quote, the biggest disappointment of the season so far was, and the name he used was Jordan Love. There is no irony. None of it. And let's be honest, the Packers have had to throw because they've been down in damn near every game because they couldn't score in the first half of ball games. So statistically, yeah, they're going to be similar. He has to throw the football because the offense sucked in the first half of the majority of games they played up until about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So let's stop with the comparison and all the crap. Doesn't make sense. 877-867-1670, If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, we'll go back to the phones. I know some people are on hold and they drop, but if you want to give us a buzz back, we'll we'll go ahead and take your call. Got a little bit long-winded in the last segment. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, Ray says, uh, hey, Bill, I don't think Matt LaFleur could be coach of the year, but I agree with you that next year if he has another solid season, he should then be in the consideration because then he could do it without Aaron Rodgers and all of his arrogance. Give Matt LaFleur credit for keeping this team together and not allowing them to fail. Let's just hope that they have a good showing coming up on Sunday night. I agree with you. They don't need to win, but they need to look as good as they did in Detroit. Uh, let's go to our buddy Jim Ozarski uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. We're going to get into some Bucks chatter, so we're going to kind of change gears a little bit, so be prepared for that. But until then, uh, oh, here's another one. This is from Randy. Randy says, hey, Bill, um, Matt LaFleur is not the genius that everybody wants to make him out to be. I think he's a decent play caller. I don't know about being a motivational head coach. Even he admitted he cries too much. What are your thoughts on a head coach that, well, Dick Vermeil cried all the time too, and Dick Vermeil won a Super Bowl. When he was with, when he started out with the greatest show on turf, even when he was back with the Eagles years and years and years ago, if you remember Dick Vermeil, he would cry all the time. 
I mean, he, they, they, you know, Randall Cunningham around the end, first down, and then they break over, and there's Dick Vermeil weeping because they finally got a first down. He was openly weeping. It was, you know, they, they, the reason the trainer ran side by side with him with a towel was to wipe his te- wipe the tears from his face. <laughs> so, I kid, I kid, of course, but you know what I mean. I don't think Matt Lafleur is a perfect coach. Like maybe he's a little, a little emotional, a little soft. But I, I think every coach in the NFL has strengths and weaknesses. It's about oh, yeah. finding the right assistants, getting the right roster to to cover up your weaknesses and to fix your strengths. And I Matt Lafleur's scheme is really good. I really like how he's connected with his skill position play. You can figure out the. You can get a meathead motivational guy on your staff. That's right. that's not a big issue. None of these coaches have a, every single skill. Not every coach has a total package. I. If you have a guy that motivates you to run through a wall for him, regardless if they're a good schemer, bad schemer, or what have you, they have the ability to coach people. Sometimes you have to then express the ability beyond that and say, here's how I can teach people to be better. Or you be the motivator, you be the decision maker, but then you turn it over to guys who are better at certain things than you, and which makes – a lot of great CEOs in this country or managers in this country or what have you, because they may not know everything, but they know how to manage people and they know how to put people in the right place at the right time in the right position to be successful. So I agree with you. You don't have to have a meathead coach, be a rah-rah speaker and a moron. But I think, I think Matt, you know, Ryan Wood said, I think Matt LaFleur is a good coach. I don't know how great he can be. I don't know how bad he can be. I, I don't know. And we, but I do know that when he came in, he took over a incredibly difficult situation, and all he did for really three years was massage the ego of Aaron Rodgers and try to keep him on track, and try not to allow things to get too far out of the, you know squeezing. They always say you can't you know put the toothpaste back in the tube, and try not to squeeze too much toothpaste out of the tube along the way. And what he did this year, I thought, was wrap his arms back around the organization, and he had a lot of frustration and. It may not be all the players that he specifically wanted, but I think he's done a pretty good job. Uh, but I, the jury is still out on this season. I, I, you give credit where credit's due because we've seen progression, and that's what you're supposed to see. But let's wait because, say, they get the hell beat out of them by Kansas City and then they lose three of the next four to bad football teams, well, then that whole perspective changes. It depends on how you lose, but that whole perspective changes. So – uh, at the beginning of the season when they were an undisciplined team, a lot of you know pre-snap penalties, stupid penalties, you know what we thought was bad play calling, nobody was saying you know he was the coach of the year. People wanted him fired. And he was going to be out with the bathwater just like you know Joe Barry. So I still think the remainder of the season we're going to know a little bit more about the way this thing culminates. And, and I think it's unfair at this point to start making that determination. So that's just me. What were you going to say, Grant? Well, we can wait. Well, I, I guess I didn't really have anything to say. We can wait. We got a lot of season left. We don't need to get bent out of shape about drawing conclusions about this guy or, or that right. guy. I, I, one thing I was going to add, you know, talking about Matt LaFleur and you said, you know, have a meathead motivational guy in your staff. Look at Mike Tomlin, for example, right? Mike Tomlin, when he's been really successful in the past, Dick LeBeau, long time, really smart coordinator. And, and right now they're struggling because they've had Matt Canada, who nobody thinks yep. is a good. So those types of coaches, and Dan Campbell has Ben Johnson, who everyone loves, those types of motivational coaches go a little bit more with their coordinators. Whereas Matt LaFleur might not be the most motivational guy in the world, maybe, maybe not, but he's a scheme in and of himself. You're going to have more stability. So all these coaches are good at different things, and I, I think we do a bad job realizing that sometimes as football fans. Yeah, yep, I would agree. 
877-867-167. Let's do this. We'll break. We'll come back. And uh, Jim Ozarski, you're going to talk some Bucks basketball when we come back. I want to talk with him a little bit about what he's seeing thus far and the adaptability of their head coach and the uh, stupidity of this in-season tournament and all that kind of stuff that goes along with it. So we got that coming up. Hey, don't forget, uh, also coming up, we got a watch party, on which now it looks like it's not going to get flexed, that it could possibly happen, that we're going to have a watch party on New Year's Eve. Out at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, they have music. We're going to be doing the Green and Gold postgame show live there immediately following the contest. And we're going to ring in the new year at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews on County Road K in Oconomowoc, and they can help you cook your Christmas meals. They've got all kinds of different menus that they put out each week, specialties they put out each week. But, again, go to boondocksbbqs.com. That's boondocksbbqs.com. Or just head out to Stone Bank, Wisconsin, in Oconomowoc. Stop in and see for yourself. Really good people or really good food. Really, really good stuff. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on. Talking a little Bucks basketball. We'll uh, deviate from the uh, the Packers discussion. Got some Badgers commentary coming up here in a little bit as well. Want to get into that. But uh, that being said, Jim Ozarski of the Journal Sentinel covering the Milwaukee Bucks. Joining us now on the hotline. Jimmy, how you been, pal? I'm good, Bill. How are you? Doing well. Um, Let me ask you, first and foremost, because uh, I'm going through this whole tournament thing and uh, it is win by so many points and be this bracket leader and get this. And I I started to listen. I was thinking it was I think it was NBA radio this morning. I'm one of the two. But I'm listening this morning to the description of what's going to have to happen for Miami and the Lakers and the Bucks and all these different teams. And I'm starting to go. This is an in-season tournament that's becoming way too complicated and mind-numbing for the average fan to really get a grasp and a hold of. Is this thing successful? Is it worth it? Or is this just uh, a lot of nonsense to try to keep people interested? Uh, I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, so real quick, if, if fans do want to know where the Bucks stand going into tonight, jsonline.com, Bill, I broke all this down uh, going into tonight's game. Um, but so I'll hit a couple of your points. I mean, it is contrived. It is made up. The league wants 
interest. It is in the midst of negotiating a new TV rights deal. Um, this is an element they can sell, right? It's a new product, a package to, to maybe distribute to new properties, right? It also was invented to a degree to help get these star players to keep playing, to be invested in regular season games. And kind of hard to argue with that, Bill. I mean, Giannis has missed one game uh, through 15. Um, you know, other stars around the league haven't missed any at this point. And think about it, Bill. Think about Friday's game against Washington. Um, worst team in the league, bad game. Perfect opportunity, right, Bill, in the past for all of the Bucs stars to take a breather. Right. And guess what? They played. They played hard. And they wanted to win the game because, you know, tonight sets them up for maybe a trophy down the line. So, like, it, it is sort of made up. <laughs> it is, But it is generating a little bit of interest among the, 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 the players. Now, the fan part, I, Bill, that's hard for me to gauge. I didn't notice anything in Charlotte. A couple of weeks ago, when when the Hornets had to beat the Bucks to quote unquote stay alive in this thing, it didn't feel any different. Tonight, Bill in Miami, it's Bucks Heat, man. Like I, I don't know if anybody cares about in season tournament. It's Bucks Heat, right. the first game since Jimmy sent him home. So, you know, maybe if they get to Vegas, you know, it'll feel like something. Um, but so I, I don't know. It's it's a little bit about all of what you just said. I think. Winners of, uh, what is it, seven of the last eight contests. They're 12-5 and five in the season. Uh, I know that Adrian Griffin has, you know, came in with a philosophy. He's a defensive-minded guy. Came in with a philosophy, has worked with the players, has listened to them. Uh, give me the give and take and the appreciation of players for, at this point now, what, 17 games into the season to say, okay, Adrian Griffin's got his arms around the organization. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the, the team definitely appreciates his open door policy and the ability to go, you know, present ideas, tell them things they do and don't like, the fact that he's a bit malleable and will change. Look, Bill, I mean, when we first started talking at the start of the year and they had those bad losses against the Hawks and Raptors and they go to, to Griffin and say, hey, like Brooke Lopez needs to be back in the drop, you know, um, Adrian Griffin says, yep, let's do it. And, and, you know, their total, their defensive rebounding at least has gotten better. You know, um, they're still pretty poor on defense, but it's, it's improved a little bit. Um, Damian Lillard starts in a rotation for a little while, says, Hey, uh, I used to play the entire first quarter in Portland. I like that. It gets me going. Okay, let's do it. Now, obviously we don't really hear what they go to Griff about that he doesn't let them do, <laughs> you know, right. uh, I assume that's happened. I don't know that for sure, but um, it, it, it feels like the guys do like that. I think what's interesting right now though, Bill is, you know, we're still seeing mistakes and communication issues and, you know, errors on the defensive end that are, you know, you, you kind of wonder if it's getting, if the broader message is still getting through yet or, or where that disconnect is. You know, I mentioned the Washington game, Bill, Pat Connaughton, Damian Lillard coming out of an out of bounds play. Don't know if they're switching before the inbound or after, and it leaves Landry Shamit wide open to maybe win the game. Um, so that like that can't happen in April. Right? right. So I don't know. Like, so I think there's some good and I think there's still definitely parts where the team and Adrian Griffin are still trying to, 
you know, truly get on the same page with some of this stuff. Talking with Jim Ozarski of the Journal Sentinel covering the Milwaukee Bucks. So, and I, I don't want to get too deep into the comparisons, but for what Bud did last year, and, you know, it was pretty straightforward, pretty philosophical as to what he wanted to do, more offensive-oriented and, and such as opposed to Adrian Griffin, who's also got a concentration for the defense, but the offense has kind of figured itself out. In the comparison, what is the feeling? What do you get? What is the sense that is this a more free, more open, better feeling situation? Or is this, I don't know yet where we're at. Um, okay, I think there's two things there. One, I mean, I, I think they do feel that they can be themselves more. And this goes back to camp when, you know, all of the guys said, hey, Griff is letting us be us. And I think that meant, and even Giannis was into this, I, I think that meant more physical practices, being able to talk a little bit of trash to one another, being able to kind of, you know, uh, be, yeah, express themselves to a degree. And now th- this team, Bill, actually has received a ton of technical fouls already. Um, you know, guys either talking to the refs or talking to other players. Um, I think like eight or nine different guys have already been teed up. And, and Adrian Griffin's like, like, well, I like that passion from our guys. I just don't want it to affect a win or a loss. And that hasn't happened yet. Right. I think there's that. Now to the other point, though, of, of you know, like with Bud, you, yeah, you're right, Bill. It was pretty staid. It was pretty metronomic, right? They were, they were going to win 70% of their games, and you knew what they were going to do on both ends of the court. I, I still don't know. It kind of goes back to that last question. I, I still don't know if they know what they're going to do every night, right? Like they haven't – they're not going out and just stomping on teams like they used to. They're winning, um, but it's a little uneven. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think they like – uh, you know, some some of this, a lot of it maybe, but in terms of the on the court product, Bill, I think there's still it's still a little bit of who are we, what do we do well, what do we do best. I think they're still in the process of figuring that out. Now we know it's Damian and Giannis and Chris and Malik and Brooke. We we know that. Has the rotation been dictated by the feel, or has the rotation been dictated by like you said, you know, Damian Lillard wants to play an entire first quarter. He wants to get into that move, into that that rhythm. Has has that rotation been dictated by the matchup, or has it been just kind of like we're now into a flow, this is who we are and what we do? Because you know, I, I do Bill, notice a- when, you know, Bobby Portis comes in or Payne or Bochamp or, I mean, all these guys, obviously, when, you know, with Middleton uh, being kind of day-to-day and him being a little bit nicked up and such, I, I mean, I know there's some things there, but has it been more by the feel or has it been more by the matchup? Um, it feels more matchup based. Um, for instance, Andre Jackson Jr., the rookie, being given sort of the keys to the starting lineup when Chris has been out. Um, on one hand, you would think that's a Marjan Bochamp thing, but I think Adrian, I think that the the Andre Jackson part, in, at least in those games, are are somewhat matchup based. Um, some of it is just, at least to me, Bill. I mean. The Chris thing you can't overlook because of the minutes restriction and then him being out, Jay Crowder being out, <laughs> Marjan missing a couple games. I, I think this was a this was a short roster to begin with, with Robin Lopez and Chris Livingston essentially not ever going to play. So now you're down to 13 guys. Thanasis has played a little bit, but he's not really a rotation guy. So now you're down to 12. Same thing with AJ, right? So 
we're getting real short here. <laughs> so right. um, I think it's it's a need-based rotation. Like, there's only so many guys. Um, but I do think it is more matchup-based. Like, I don't think you're seeing, um, you know, Bobby Portis, for instance, Bill, is not playing the five. Now that Brooke is back, he, Bobby's sort of in that power forward position. You see him out, you know, uh, blitzing ball handlers and, and doing some pressure up top as opposed to his back against the rim. Um, but again, I think until they get a full lineup, and maybe they won't. I mean, it is basketball. Guys are hurt. But until we see their top, like, nine for an extended period of time, I don't know if we'll even know those rotations. Uh, and, and now with Crowder for sure being out for, you know, another few weeks, it, it might be a while. Uh, I want to go back to something you said uh, earlier in talking about tonight's matchup. This is the game since they got punched in the face and knocked out by Miami. And how big of a game do you then weight this? Um, is this a potential postseason matchup and you, there's this, you know, flexing of the muscle for dominance? Or is this another game? I mean, how do you foresee this contest coming up? So <laughs> it, it's it's two things here. So, Tyler Hero, you know, starting today, Bill, uh, was already ruled out with a right ankle sprain. Um, and, and, you know, Bam Adebayo, left hip contusion. He's playing through that. Uh, as we were jumping on here, Bill, you know, Shams was was saying Jimmy Butler's not going to play with a right ankle sprain. So, look, the two best offensive players for the Heat are already right. So, on one hand, it's not the same because Jimmy's the one who did this to them, right? right. <laughs> and and the whole thing was, well, Giannis wanted to guard Jimmy, and so that's not going to happen. Now, that said, it's still the Heat. It's still – and the Heat are the Heat, right? You know is going to throw some stuff. Um, I think the Bucks are still going to view this as we're in Miami. These are the guys who got us. And they're going to take it real serious. I, I don't. I don't think, you know, um, they're going to. I mean, look, Bill. As we kind of said, this team's been a little up and down. I, I am not going to say the Bucks are going to win, win by a great percentage. But I do think they might try to start a little faster than maybe they have against Portland and Washington and Chicago and some of these lesser teams. I do think there'll be a little more emphasis, a little more fire uh, behind this Bucks team for sure tonight. Jim, always great. I'll, I'll probably see you down at the, uh, the, the five serve coming up on Saturday night. Going to be heading down to watch the Atlanta game when the Hawks come to town, so that should be fun. But uh, nevertheless, always appreciate it, pal. And uh, when it all breaks down, we'll go back to your article, read about all the breakdown of the tournament, which is coming up here and culminating rather shortly, and then we can all walk away and, and drink thereafter. Okay? <laughs> Sounds good, Bill. Talk to you then. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go, Jim Ozarski. Breaking uh, down everything that is the Milwaukee Bucks. And then in regards to that, the in-season tournament and such of determinations of win-loss factors and by how much and point spreads and such and all the craziness. And he's right. I mean, I, look, I, I make fun of it, but it has put some of the star players on the court pretty continuously. And in addition to that, you, you keep in mind that if you're a star player like Giannis, that's one thing. But for some of the younger guys or the guys that are lesser guys that are at the end of the bench, if your team gets, you know, into that tournament and does extremely well and wins it, there's, there's, there's money. There's money. This is a way for some of the younger guys or the guys that are less notoriety-wise to get paid. And, uh, you know, guys like Giannis and Damian Lillard have talked about that. It's kind of feel like they feel it's their responsibility to help these guys 
you know, get even more, more, uh, more cash in their pockets, so to speak. So uh, I look, it, it's made it a little bit fun. I think it's kind of ridiculous, but uh, they did it because there was a need, obviously. Uh, speaking of needs, if you are a veteran military member, family member, and you need help when it comes to mortgages, when it comes to refis and such, own the land that you defend. That's our friends James Mercado and the gang over at Veterans America, the top VA lender for home buyers. And I know there's credit unions out there that, that say they specialize in this, but no, nah, maybe not. Uh, James has told me some horror stories that he's had to clean up from some of the, quote, credit unions and such that are supposed to cater to, to military members. He does nothing but cater to the military. So whether it's zero down payments or the VA loans or getting you better you know, and looser qualifications, whatever it happens to be, check them out. Uh, you, you do it. Uh, you owe yourself at least the knowledge to say, I need to check out Veterans America and call James Mercado if I consider a refi or buying a home, or, or what have you. Uh, call him, 262-745-3333. If he can't help you or get you anything better, he'll tell you. But if he can, you're going to appreciate the fact that all you needed to do was dial seven numbers, 262-745-3333, 262-745-3333. Own the land you defend, and you've got a guy that wants to take care of veterans solely. That's our buddy James Mercado again at Veterans America. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Oh, it's that time of year. You start thinking about, ah, should I buy the ring? Maybe upgrade the ring, anniversary bands, wedding bands, earrings, you name it. And uh, there's no better place to go. Uh, Kane and Kane Jewelers, as they say. Kane Jewelers, they want to rock your world. They're in West Bend, Wisconsin. Go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That's KaneJewelry.com. And uh, Andy's got a, I, I know the podcast uh, during, uh, you know, uh, Shop Local and Cyber Monday and all that stuff yesterday came out, but uh, they got a lot of. A lot of good stuff. And if you're going to shop local for uh, an established business, been around a long time, they're going to be around a long time, family-owned and honest. And they really, really, really do educate you. And they've got so many return customers, which is just a wild testimonial to the success and the honesty and the, the, the great staff that they have there. Go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That is Kane Jewelry. 
Cane That's Kane and Kane Jewelers there in West Bend. They are worth the drive, and as they say, we want to rock your world. Rock your world. Um, let's see. Uh, coming up in the next hour, we have some buy or sell. We've got some what did we miss. we got all that kind of good stuff coming up, so we're going to get into that. And I do, I want to get back into the Packers discussion, and we're going to kind of piggyback things, okay? Uh, we can go either or or both, but on one hand, a couple of things. First of all, do you are, are you kind of like on the hopeful fence for the Green Bay Packers going to the postseason? Has the win over the Detroit Lions changed your mind, opened your eyes, elevated your thinking, whatever, okay? That's first. Secondly, the other side of the coin, give me your thoughts as to the success, failure, expectation, whatever it happens to be, of Luke Fickle in his first year as the head man of the Wisconsin Badgers. Oh, I want to get into all of that. I got the hiccups. Just all of a sudden, oh my goodness. I didn't drink anything or anything during the uh, the commercial break, but all of a sudden I got the hiccups. I don't know why. But that's that's what I want to know. I want to talk some Packers football, Badger football, all that kind of good stuff, and I want to get into that. So that's what's coming up in the next hour, like I said. And then we've got some buy or sell. We've got some what did we miss as we round out a Tuesday going into the final hour. Don't go anywhere. we still got more to go. But I want to get your thoughts on all of that. i got some emails I want to get to as well. I want to read those. So let your voice be heard. And to those of you watching on the live stream, we'll get into that as well. So touch base. Another hour of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.